Hey, hey, welcome to the Get the Acceptance Letter podcast. My name is Treasure Shields Redmond, and I help busy parents of college-bound teens secure top-tier education without massive debt. You've come to the right place if you are a parent who has a vision for their child's life that includes health, wealth, safety, and having them land at a college that honors their gifts and goals, all while keeping it debt-free. Sit back, enjoy, as I share some valuable tools and strategies with you that will help you get your kiddo into college and without crushing student loan debt. It's a blessing. Every Sunday night, it's taken me a couple of Sundays to work this thing out. But every Sunday night, I will be, I just feel so buttoned up and crazy. Y'all know I don't I don't iron anymore. So that's why my collar looks like this. But let me pull this up because <laughs> this is interesting that I just figured this thing out. Oh, okay, now it's now it's backwards. It was showing before it started recording, it was showing up as Ah, it was it was showing up as going forward on one platform, but not on another. That's interesting. Okay, so tonight we are talking about what the parents in high school should be doing right now in order to prepare for college. And I'm going to be talking, you know, a bit about how to prepare for college, how to get scholarships, all of those things. But I'm fired up about this because of a new development in my life. My life, my life, my life, my life in the scholarships. <laughs> so um, my name is Treasure Shields Redmond, and I am known as the debt-free degree expert. I help busy parents of college-bound teens secure top-tier education without massive debt. And I do that, I keep fixing my outfit, and I do that at gettheacceptanceletter.online. So why am I going back a little further? Because, you know, usually a lot of my conversation has to do with people who are almost about to graduate, like 11th graders, what seniors should be doing now and that sort of thing. But tonight I'm going to I'm going to back it up. I'm going to back the truck up to the beginning of high school. And here is why. Within the last couple of weeks. I accepted the call, hallelujah, um, the call to serve freshman writers at a high school in East St. Louis, Illinois. And I've been spending the last couple of weeks observing uh, the classes of other English teachers. And I, as you know, I taught high school English for about a decade and I taught college writing for about a decade. Um, so it has been more than a decade since I have been in a high school classroom, but I am returning 
as of January. And I've been on a fact-finding, fact-gathering mission uh, before I get back in the classroom. And it has been very fruitful because you know what? Teaching high school students is a whole other set of muscles that I had not worked out in a while. Uh, and looking at them and what they're receiving in the classroom through the lens of someone who's been helping kids older than them uh, get into college and do it debt-free is very valuable. So this is what I want to say first. Number one, if you are the parent of a freshman, they should be reading widely. They should be reading widely. They should be reading magazines. They should be reading comic books. They should be reading full-length novels that interest them. They should be reading widely. If you have to use reward to do it, for instance, if their allowance is tied to the amount of reading, if you have to take it back to the elementary times where you used to read to them and start back reading something together at night before bed, then that's what you need to do. If you need to add in a Saturday trip to the library and getting them a library card, then you need to do that. They need to be reading widely. And here's what's making me say this. Starting in ninth grade, lots of high schools become hypervigilant about high stakes tests and about college entrance tests. You, your high school may be focused on the SAT, which is one test that people take to get into college, or the ACT, which is the other test that people take to get into college. And starting in high school, a lot of the uh, a lot of the curriculum becomes test prep, reading discrete little stories that aren't tied to the rest of the curriculum, and then answering multiple choice questions in response to those discrete little reading passages. And I have to tell you, should kids be um, uh, uh, working on the skills that are going to help them do well on college entrance exams? Sure, they should be working on that. Should they be doing it to the exclusion of independent reading, reading whole novels, writing essays, uh, writing poems and creative writing, uh, working on critical thinking? No, they should not be doing it to the exclusion of those things. And here's why. Um, you know, there's all of this, there's all of this uh, noise leading up to the ACT or the SAT. And then there's silence because guess what? That is literally the last time, unless they go to law school, medical school and take the LSATs or go to some graduate school and take the GRE, um, that they will ever need those kinds of skills in such a high stakes fashion. So, yes, I want kids prepared for college entrance exams, but if they're only prepared for the test and then when they get in the classroom, they've never worked in a group. They've never read a whole novel. They've never had to deal with a, a difference of opinion in the classroom. They've never gotten up and given a PowerPoint or given a presentation or given a speech. Then we're going to have some problems with them persisting in college, persisting unto graduation. So number one, parents really, you need to be having your child read widely. You cannot rely on the school 
to give them lots of opportunities to read widely. They're they're with you more than they are at the school anyway. <laughs> so, and they're influenced by you and their peers more than they are at the school anyway. Number two, you need to be utilizing their um, schedule to help prepare them for college. That means that in whatever subject they excel, you need to try to get them to either do some sort of extracurricular enrichment or an honors or AP class in that subject. Here is why. Number one, when kids like something, giving them more of it. I mean, everybody wants more of what they like. So if they love science and that means that you send them to a science camp or something on the weekend for young scientists or you enroll or you uh, encourage them to enroll in a class that's the honor science that's going to move at a faster pace or do more project based work, then that's just that's just good. Everybody wants to do more of what they like. Um, Number two. When kids are ready to get into college, the colleges are going to look at the rigor, R-I-G-O-R, the rigor of their um, schedule. So that means that a kid who took all the regular classes, never took an honors or an AP class uh, and has a 4.0 compared to a kid who took some honors and AP classes and has a 3.5, that 3.5 kid is going to look more attractive than the 4.0 kid because the 4.0 kid has done nothing outside their comfort zone. They've taken the regular schedule and got a 4.0, but the 3.5 kid took AP psych and took honors uh, biology. Um, and so, and this, and they got a 3.5 in these tough classes that the AP class can substitute for a college class. If you make a four on the AP exam, you can test out of a lot of classes that that class is on the college campus, right? So um, advanced placement classes can take the place of college class. So that's number two. Number one, have your child read, read widely. Number two, increase the rigor of their schedule. Use how they are their classes are scheduled to set them up to get into college. All right. Number three, they need to have some sort of extracurricular and or community service item that they are participating in. Now, some kids fish with a net and some kids fish with a hook. And this is what I mean. Some kids, they join something different every year. They want to be the treasurer of the uh, student government association or student council freshman year and then sophomore year they want to be on the water polo team and then junior year they're going to be planning the senior trip and the prom because they've gotten all social and then senior year they want to be on the team that that solves conflict the honor code team where where kids can come to them to solve conflict right because they've gotten mature enough they feel like they want to do that that looks great it's all in how you position it If they do four different things, it's all how you position it on their college resume and their applications later. And some kids fish with a hook. They drill deep. Um, They are in the, um, you know, the the nursing interest club freshman year. Um, The uh, sophomore year, they go off to a club for people interested, off to a camp for people interested in health careers. 
junior year, they um, shadow the school nurse at the school. Senior year, they are taking um, AP biology because their whole thing is that medical school trajectory. That's where their love and their interest is. That looks great too. That looks like somebody who's targeted and who's really, you know, spending time outside of their curriculum on what they're interested in. Either way, they need to be doing um, they need to be doing an extracurricular or a uh, or a, a community service activity. That's was that number three. So number one was read widely. Number two, look at that schedule. Make sure they're taking something a little extra, a little hard in the areas that they're good in. Number three, have them uh, do an extracurricular or a community service. Uh, and number four, you want to utilize those summers. Your child should not just chill in the summer. Look, they're not tired. I've watched them now. They're not tired at school. They have lots of energy. <laughs> they have lots of energy. That school is not wearing them out. That school is not fatiguing them. They have plenty of reserves left in the summer. In the summer, you need to be visiting colleges. Hey, Jasmine, in the summer, you need to be having them involved in camps, having them, you know, go build a house, travel abroad, uh, uh, go camping, go to the local university, to the two week program that they have there, um, get a job through the city. If they're giving young people jobs <laughs> in your city um, and you like I said, circling back, you need to visit at least one college campus. Yes. The summer after ninth grade. Visit one college campus. Now, for my older uh, parents of older kids, sometimes I tell them, if you don't have a lot of experience visiting college campuses, visit the college campus that's nearest you, even if your child isn't interested in going there, because it's a good way to practice visiting a college campus. You're going to go on the website. You're going to sign up for a visit. You're going to take that visit with your son or daughter. You're going to walk around that campus. You're going to see the dorms and the cafeteria. You're going to talk to them about the majors they offer, the scholarships they offer. Your, you and your kid are going to get the vibe of it, um, what the, the personality of the campus is, the diversity of the professors and the, and the, um, the staff. Uh, and the student body, you want to do that. And you want to start doing that as early as ninth grade. All right. And then number five, I'm going to make number five. So number one was, uh, what was number one, y'all? I'm getting old. Number one was have them read widely. Number two, increase the rigor of that schedule. Number three was extracurricular or um or a community service. Number four, in the summer, they need to be doing something and you need to visit one at least one college campus the summer after ninth grade just to slide them into that. And number five, you need to have that real talk with them. That real talk, explicitly real talk with this ninth grader. And the real talk goes something like this. My love, my heart, the one that I prayed for and carried and gestated for nine months and labored with for 24 hours and held you up. I held you up like, like, like Simba. 
<laughs> over the masses to let people know that <laughs> that you know something extraordinary had been born and that they need to keep an eye out for it, my dear, my love. I won't always be here and you won't always live with me. And that time is coming quicker than you believe. You are in the ninth grade. Three years from now, you will be completing this stage of life. So that means that I want you present, but with an eye to the future. The choices we're making now are going to determine some important parts of your life. So I want you to be thinking about the ways in which you can use what you're experiencing in school and the level of excellence you achieve in order to get into college and do it debt free. That's it. It's just like the conversation about sexuality with a child. You give them as much as they can take that's appropriate at that age. But at the ninth grade, they need to know that what they do now matters and affects their future and that they need to be thinking about the fact that it goes ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, final year of high school. I am so glad to talk to you on Scholarship Live every Sunday night. I am presently on YouTube and on Facebook. If you go to Facebook, you can go to get the acceptance letter all smashed together. And that is how you find my uh, business Facebook page here on YouTube. The name of the YouTube channel is Get the Acceptance Letter. I'm Treasure Shields Redmond, your debt-free degree expert. If you want to help out this classroom of ninth graders that I am going to be toughly loving on beginning in January, I'm going to put a link below to a Amazon wish list because you know they don't give teachers any money. Uh <laughs> <laughs> to get up and do this excellence in the classroom that they want. I love you all. Uh, I love, I love children and I love the families that love children. And I will see you next time.